Buzz with Maya the Bee. Welcome back to the Buzz, you guys. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate everyone's feedback from last week's show with Mike Geronimo. If you didn't uh, get to catch that yet, that is in the archives. But this week, I'm super excited because I got reconnected with somebody that I have um, been cool with for a very long time. Definitely have a lot of respect. He's a heavy hitter in the game. So welcome Amadeus to the buzz, everyone. Hey, Amadeus. <laughs> hey, peace and hey. blessings, Queen. Um, yeah. I'm honored, grateful to be here. Um, as you mentioned, like you said, we've known each other for possibly maybe about two, almost two decades. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and, and I'm grateful, you know, to still be present. I'm grateful that you're still present and we're still able to do what we love to do um, in this music, entertainment and industry uh, business that we're in. Um, yeah. And again, grateful, grateful to be on your platform and congrats to you on your, on your platform. You've been uh, doing this for quite some time and you've done very well at that. So um, thank you. Grateful to be here today. Yeah, we've done several different shows together over over the years. Um, I was actually just looking at our roundtable interview with Lenny S a while back. So wow. um, it was, I know I'm like, when I, when I think of producers, especially um, in the game, it is, it, I mean, industry, the industry is really fickle, um, but you've been able to constantly have placements, constantly doing stuff. What do you, um, first, before we get into that, let's just talk quickly about like who you are, what records you've produced. Then we're going to talk about, you know, how you've managed to have so many like work with 80 plus artists over the years. Right. Um, but let's talk about you. You're a producer. You're more than that, of course, but that's um, something that a lot of people know you for, know, know you for. Correct. You're from the Bronx. You're the CEO of Platinum Boy Music, right? Yes. <laughs> you were affiliated. I don't know if you're still kind of, um, with bad boy and hitman hitman but that was a, something that i remember we yes. discussed in the past as well absolutely um, your trey songs uh music director and tour drummer is that correct too? yes 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 that's amazing okay so <laughs> you work with j-lo you worked with 50 justin bieber young ma chris brown i just actually saw you did one of my favorite songs, Perfect. Um, wow. Dave Dave East. East. Yeah. yeah, that <laughs> is, I love that record. And it's Thank really so the music that I love about it. So, awesome. Um, all right. I'm going to turn it over to you. Just tell us a little bit more about like what you've been doing, what you have done and kind of where you're going next. Uh, I mean, that was an amazing intro. I mean, you, <laughs> you pretty uh, summed it up very well. Uh, as you mentioned, um, you know, blessed to uh, have produced for over 100 artists. I've uh, been in the game going on 20 years as a musician and as a producer. Uh, you named quite a few. Uh, like you said, J-Lo, Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, uh, Young and May, Dave East, um, Wale, Fabulous, Pat Boos, Remy Ma, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, uh, Trippy Red, CeeLo Green, um, <laughs> Little Mo, so many, man, so many. Um, Danny Kane, the list goes on and on. I've produced and scored theme songs. Uh, the one that people may know me from uh, and know me for is the ESPN first take theme song, uh, which featured Wale and Sally. Um, so yeah, so that you know from the from the from the producer side of things, um, and as you mentioned, uh, uh, Trey Songs is music director and tour drummer for the last thirteen years. Any show you've seen, whether it's Between the Sheets tour with Trey Songs, Chris Brown, and Tiger, whether it's you know, the Blueprint 3 tour of, of, of Trey Songs opening up for the Jay-Z on the Blueprint 3 tour and Jeezy, uh, the Usher OMG tour of us Trey Songs opening up for the Usher tour, um, BET Awards, Summer Jam, 106 Park. Like I said, any show you've seen him perform, nine times out of ten he has live band uh, with him. We're called the Trey Songs Experience. I'm in the back somewhere on the side, you know, uh, hammering the drums, but also... <laughs> you know, functioning as, you know, the music director as well. And we'll get into the definition of that and what my role is as a music director, but just kind of giving you guys that are tuned in, you know, some context of of, of what I've been doing. Um, also, uh, of course, prior to the pandemic, uh, I have a residency at the uh, number one hip hop club in Las Vegas on a strip, Dre's nightclub, um, home of Trey Songs and Big Sean and Fabulous and Fat Joe. Those are some of the Migos some of the other artists no. that have residencies there. 
Um, again, prior to the pandemic, I host a Music 101 college tour uh, where we go and educate people on the behind the scenes and the music business and just introducing them to all of the other areas that they can work and function in the music industry, not only, you know, being in the forefront, which are artists, you know, songwriters, producers, you can be behind the scenes and get it popping as well. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, as you can see, definitely a man of various and many hats. I think that's very important um, to be able to do multiple things and be able to tap into the various gifts and talents that you have as a creative person, because you just never know one, one second, the, the production can be on fire and you're all on everybody's albums. Mm-hmm. Next second, it can all slow down. And then, you know, grateful to be able to travel and tour with Trey. When Trey's not on a roll, grateful to, you know, travel every weekend to Las Vegas to perform at Trey's nightclub. So, again, you know, you always you never want to have all your, you know, your eggs in one basket. You want to be able to move, move around, tap into whatever you're capable or blessed to do in regards to talent. So that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Dope. That is. I mean, that really is the way you have to be these days in order to stay successful, stay on top, is just have those kind of multiple streams of income. So when things like this happen, you have something else to kind of fall back on. Yes, Um, yes. And that sounds amazing. I'm sure you have some crazy tour stories with those guys. I mean, I can only imagine the female situation. Yeah, did you have to sign some like NDA? Like, uh, you cannot say anything that goes on in the tour bus. I mean, it's kind of like a given. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't have to. Nec- wait, we didn't we didn't necessarily have to sign anything. I remember, you know, uh, an agreement coming together. I forgot what it was for, but I don't, it wasn't necessarily for tour. Um, but right. we did like years in kind of sign something just to be on the safe side. But, you know, it's kind of given where it's like, you know, some right. things you, you, you notice or you experience, you know, you know, goes with you to the grave. And then there's some some things, you know, that you see in that experience, um, you know, that you're able to share. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> the dope part was is the dope part is, is that, you know, obviously when we first started touring with Trey 13 years ago, you know, he was kind of still in the beginning of his career. So the travel was very unique because we all traveled together in one bus. And that's something right. I want to mention because a lot of people are not aware of that, where, you know, you think tours is all extravagant, you know what I'm saying, and amazing. Right. It's like, nah, when you're first getting on, man, you got to hustle, you know what I mean? And you, right. you open it up, you know, you open it up having a small part of the stage to perform in, you know, you got 20, 30 minutes to get it in. And, you know, so with that being said, you know, it's a humble experience. So I remember you know, us all being on one bus, Trey, security, management, the band, you know, all tight and squeezing in and trying right. to fight for a seat to sit down, you know, <laughs> going into the next city. And then you're like, you know what, man, forget it. I'm going to go, just go, go lay on my bunk. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. To, of course, you know, being him, being with him throughout the years and him growing as an artist and him having his own tour bus, you know, the band having their own tour bus, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, right. And management and production having their own talk. So it's a blessing to be able to be a part of that journey and growth, you know. So in regards to the band talk bus, I mean, you know, we're the band, drums, keys, bass, guitar, you know, uh, uh, management, road manager. No, right. no, nothing, nothing, nothing happens on our bus. I mean, you know, we're not the artists. We're not the stars. You know, they, they don't want us. <laughs> they don't. I feel like they do. They don't though. Want I'm us, like, okay, man. if they can't get close enough. To, to Trey, they're like, you know what? Maybe I can work my way through the band. Right. And, 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 for, for, and, for, and for some, that works. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, right. you know, for us, we know what it is. You know, at the end of the day, right. you know, whether it's music, whether it's business, you know, it's just integrity in general. It's like, I'm never going to be second, man. Like, if if, if, right. if you feeling me to feel me and you're saying, you know, I, I, I rock with King. Uh, he, he's handsome. He look good. I like his swag. Mm-hmm. He killed the drums. And it's all about me. It's a different story, but you can kind of feel and and uh, and recognize the motives straight out the gate. You know, I'll give you an example. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, hey you know, I want to chill out. I want to cool out. You know, but all right, cool. You know, and, 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 and is Trey here? Is Trey here? You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, but we, we, we definitely have endless stories, man, of, of, of what transpires you know, on the road, you know, on the road. Yeah, no, I'm sure it, it gets crazy. Do you have like any specific experience that really just kind of stood out to you as like a big moment in your career where you're like, wow, this is like an experience. This is like 
something big in my career. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, you always have a few of those, and I'm grateful to be able yeah. to say that. I think while we're on the touring topic, and then I'll switch over to production, but while we're on the touring topic, okay. I think, you know, me being from the New York, New York and from the Bronx and knowing that in New York City, one of the most popular arenas to play is Madison Square Garden, um, I think that was definitely, you know, an amazing moment for me, for the team, for Trey, you know, it's, it's, you know, the whole band, Trey's whole band is from New York. You know what I mean? So right. my brothers that I've been playing with, you know, in, in church alongside for years, you know, in my life pretty much. Um, so that was an epic yeah. moment. So, and we were able to do that multiple times. Like I said, we opened up for Jay-Z on the Blueprint 3 tour. So we performed at Madison Square Garden for that. Opened up for Usher on the OMG tour. Opened up, you know, and played at Madison Square Garden for that. Um, we were blessed to open up for Mariah Carey for a Christmas show that she does. Um, in Madison Square Garden, so that was the third time. So we got to play this arena multiple times, um, and then it's an amazing feeling, especially being born and raised in New York. Um, that was epic. Um, also, yeah. I think you know me being a, a huge sports fan um, and being a Giants fan, and having the opportunity to perform and play at MetLife, which is the home of the New York Giants, um, for for Summer Jam multiple times, and that's a, that's, that's a crazy it's a crazy place because. You know, uh, at Summer Jam, it's easily holding about 50,000, 60,000 people. You know what I'm saying? So to right. be able to play that type of arena, you know, in your home, in your city, it's epic. So those two times, I think, is, is pretty dope from a touring aspect. And, of course, traveling to, like, Africa, the motherland, traveling to, like, Australia and, and allowing, you know, our gifts and talents to take us all throughout the world is a great experience. Uh, from a production side, um, I got to say my first placement. Um, which set everything off, which was uh, Foxy Brown um, on the Cradle to the Grave movie and soundtrack. That was my first placement out the gate. So, and that's kind of yep. got you know how I got on, how I got started. So, I would say that um, was a mo- monumental moment. Um, producing the the, the the ESPN First Take song is another moment because I'm such a sports fan, uh, and it's a big show. It's really a big show. It comes on every right. day, multiple times a day, and I kind of feel like the world, especially as a sports fan tunes into that show every day just to hear the debate. So the fact that the music that I've created is the theme song and something that plays each and every single day is monumental. And I'll end it with, um, at least for this topic, probably the work I've done with Chris Brown. Um, You know, we've done a handful of records, um, you know, uh, and he's an amazing songwriter. So not only the records that we've done is for himself, but it's for other artists as well. Um, as you mentioned, I'm from the Bronx, you know, so, you know, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez is from the Bronx, so definitely a queen and royalty of the Bronx. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, was able to, to create a song called Same Girl that Chris Brown wrote for, for J-Lo uh, that we produced. So that's definitely a monumental moment for me. Um, again, the record that you love, Davies, you know what I'm saying? Perfect. <laughs> Big single. Um, first single to go gold. So that was monumental. Shout out. Wow. Yeah. So shout out to the breed that I worked on with that. Um, Justin Bieber record, you know, that was by Chris, Chris Brown, because he wrote it Christmas Eve, featured on Justin Bieber's uh, Under the Mistletoe Christmas album, which is monumental because Christmas comes around every year. Um, Christmas Eve comes around every year. So every year, you know, there's a huge mm-hmm. support system for that record, being that it's called Christmas Eve. Um, and then, you know, moving forward to today where, you know, we, me and my team produced nine songs on Heartbreak on a Full Moon album. Um, another another oh. record on the new Indigo album. Take a risk. Shout out to Demiro. You know, so you know Chris Brown. We we got a lot of we got a lot of records, man. So I think that 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 definitely is a highlight uh, in my career as well as a producer. Awesome. I mean, that is definitely amazing. And like I kind of started off earlier, but wanted to kind of get into your in- intro first, so people just can really be familiar with everything that you've done, but. How do you, you know, stay relevant? Because I see some huge producers that still that aren't haven't done records in a long time, and yet you are able to continuously every year make placements. Right. What do you think your secret sauce is to, you know, keep this kind of momentum going? Right. Great question. I think it's about it's about work ethic, right? It's it's, it's about passion, and it's about you know being able to do what you love to do. Right. And I don't take that for granted, you know, um, and I can only obviously speak on my, for my behalf. I can't, I can't speak for others because everybody has their reasons and their why in regards to why they do what they do, you know, but this music thing is a love and a passion for mine. Right. And 
So from that that lens, also the lens of just being hardworking, like it's easy to settle. It's easy to become comfortable, you know, due to, like you said, records being out, you know, songs being out, you being at the top of the charts, you're making a lot of money, plaques on your wall, and you kind of get complacent and comfortable and cool. Like, yo, I'm living, I'm rocking. And and it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not the time to let up. It's actually the time to actually work even harder. So that's kind of always been my thought process. Um, I always feel like I want to outwork everybody. And there's, when it comes to production, right? And I don't think people realize this and even producers realize this. It's not all about being in a studio all day, 24 seven, making beats all day, right? There's other aspects and components about it that, that allows you to be successful. Like if you're making beats all day and you're not sending them out, you know, or you're not shopping them, then you're making beats all day and they're just sitting in your computer all day and you're having this large arsenal of heat that just sits, right? So you have to balance and you have to strategize on how to move. So one day for me, just to paint a picture of how I, how I am, you know, Monday could be a creative day, right? Say, say I'm making beats Monday and Tuesday. Okay, Wednesday could be a day where I'm researching on who's working on what project or who was working on what album, right? And reaching out. Right. Thursday could be the day where I'm actually actually sending out those sessions, not, not sessions, excuse me, those folders and, and, and packs to those artists that, that can be working. You know what I'm saying? And so, like I said, it's a process mm-hmm. and a lot of, amazing producers and creatives don't have the all around hustle in order to make right. it work. A lot of them would just want to work and create and create and create, but it's so much more to success and longevity as a producer and getting placements than right. just making beats all day. Like you got to push the beats. You got to get it out right. there. You got to connect, you got to network, you got to build and maintain relationships. All of those things play a huge part in me still being here today, still being relevant and still working as much as I'm working right now at this present time. Right. That is like super facts right there. Being able to not only, you know, be the creative, you know, output, but also know how to work that business, know how to nourish it, know how, you know, and that's something, like you said, a lot of people disregard that part because either they don't have that hustle spirit or you know they just don't understand like you have to keep the it's like a revolving door you have to keep that door moving at all times so I love that that you have that you know process in place and the research aspect Mm -hmm. trying to go because I don't think people really do that they may hurt a word of mouth blah blah Mm -hmm. blah they're not actively you know going out there seeing who's working and you can really see that from your track listings because you know I went back 10 years and I see some of the same artists that you are you know have worked with multiple times or you're still working with um that is another thing that I think is is not um I don't know as not as cherished as it should be is relationships and you seem you're a perfect example of that because of you know like I said you can see that you've been working with circles that are pretty intertwined so as well so you have been able to like make a good reputation for yourself how do you do that and and kind of remain like keep those relationships fresh and healthy but i think it's about really being honest and and real and transparent and and genuine you know what i mean i think those things and you can't learn to do that it's either this is who you are and this is what you represent and this is the energy you give or not you know and i think you know, people can right. obviously feel and see through when you're not being genuine or authentic with them. Like, of course, I'm a record producer. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want to be on the albums and I want to be on and all of those different things. Right. But it can't just be about wanting something. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, be concerned about people's well-being. Be concerned about, you know, people's creative process. It ain't just about, OK, when I hit fab, yo, you working on an album, I'm going to send you some heat. It's like, nah, how, how, how you doing, King? Like, how you how you holding up in this pandemic? You know, yeah. congratulations. Oh, you just had a baby girl? Congratulations. Or happy birthday. Or posting right. happy birthday. And these are the, some of the things that, that this is who I am and this is who you get when you work right. with me. And that's why when you, when you do the research, right, and look at the track record, you know, I work with artists numerous times. So it's like, mm-hmm. and that's based off of, like you said, uh, the, the relationship. You know, the relationship is, is actually mm-hmm. bigger than music. It's actually more than music. Sometimes music is, is the introduction to us becoming cool, right? And then it just grows into something else once people feel and once we exchange energy. Like, okay, Amadeus is a real cool dude or whomever I'm working with is a real cool person. You know, this is a person I would like to have in a Rolodex. 
besides the music, besides when I'm, you know, making an album, you know, just off of maybe the, the, mes- the mm-hmm. messages that he puts out on, on IG, just the, the positive energy that he gives off in the room when he walks into the room. So I think those things are very important. And again, there's not something that you can wake up and be one day. It's, it's, if you're genuine, if you're real, if you're honest, if you give off of positive energy and love, like that will sustain those relationships, you know, even with, with right. those, with those big dogs, you know what I'm saying? The big Kings and the big Queens that are, mm-hmm. that are super successful, super rich, super powerful. It's like, they want to be, they want to be cool with cool people too. You know, they don't want all of their friends right. to be the top of the A-list celebrities. No, nah, they need some normalcy and balance in their life too. So I try to figure out the balance on how to be both creative and then just being a cool person that you can count on or be around. I love it. I definitely, I think that is, you know, it, it speaks volumes um, when you see that kind of work ethic and then also those relationships. And like I said, it's the proof is Thank right you. there, you know, in, in, in your work. So something that I want to ask you is that, cause the music industry is kind of a, it's a very funny mm-hmm. industry and um, it's a place where, a lot of the time people are expecting something for nothing. How do you determine if you're, if the something for nothing is going to be a stepping stone for you, or if it's somebody just trying to kind of use you or just trying to get a freebie off you, do you like, is there a way to see like, okay, this is, this would be advantageous for me to do. It's not going to just be someone taking something from me. Yeah. And I think it's, 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 it's definitely difficult to do at times. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just about the vibe and 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 what you feel the motive is. Um, you know, you have people all the time. Hey, I'm working on this project. I'm doing this. I'm working on this tape. I'm working on this album. You know, I don't have a budget. That be the, that be the line. That's the that's the phrase. I don't have a budget. Right. And it's like, for me, I used to be the guy that would be cool. I right, cool depending on who it is. Or this is artists that I like. Artists that I want to work with. Um, you know, let me, let me, let me get on, let me open up this door. Hopefully this will create opportunities for future work, you know? So you always kind of go in with that type of, uh, mindset, right? Not always does it go Mm -hmm. that way, but you at least try to be optimistic about it and hope it grows into something bigger than that moment. Um, but then it comes a time, it becomes a time where it it can't just be about that. Right. Because, you know, especially with social media, we, we've been, we, again, we've been doing this for a long time. We was doing this before social media was even, mm-hmm. was even here, you know? So the social media yeah. thing, be having people try to play mind games with you, man. I, listen, man, I posted, you know, I got a million followers and it's like, cool, you having a million followers and people that's following you and supporting your brand has nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. pay any of my bills. It doesn't allow you know, my bank account to look any different by me giving you a record, you know what I mean? Based off of your popularity. Right. So, and again, sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes, sometimes it, it doesn't, you know, I think what's most important for us all to have is that spirit of discernment, whether it's something that you want to kind of take a chance on and gamble with, or it's just, if it's like, you know what, this is not my cup of tea, you know, not, I'm, I'm not with freebie right now and, and just go your, and just go your way. And it's a scary thing because, Sometimes you feel like you're missing out and losing out on an amazing opportunity. And I've been on both sides mm-hmm. where I've done things for free or, you know, I hear it. Let me let you get this beat and whatever. And you're thinking it's going to be this whole big, huge turnout and an opportunity and moment for you. And then it's a dud, you know, and it's no disrespect to those artists mm-hmm. or nothing, but nothing is promised. Like nothing is guaranteed. So, just got to kind of know going into it, yo, this could be a big moment for me and this could not be a big moment for me. So kind of just kind of got to kind of got to feel it out and, and go with, with your gut. You know, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong, but you know, you got to be able to live with it at the end of the day, whatever your decision is. Have you ever experienced like plagiarism or anyone like stealing your stuff? Um, not really. Um, I've, I've, there, there okay. were a few records that were released. I think Jay-Z had a record one time. Um, I forgot the name of it. Um, uh, I think Bryson till I had a time had had a record out one time, and it was a sample, so that kind of makes it a little challenging mm. because it's not my actual work. You know what it is, but it's like me recreating right. and building something based off of a, of of a record that's already released and out. You know, so it's kind of hard to say, right. "Yo, somebody used this," or "Somebody got that from that idea from me," but. It all depends on how you flip the sample or how you flip the beat, you know? 
um, that can kind right. of say, well, maybe this person inspired or maybe heard this Amadeus track somewhere and recreated it on his or her own and then got the placement. So right. I do feel like that's happened a few times. I don't feel like done out of any malice. It could have just been, yo, somebody overheard the joint, sounded dope. It was like, yo, that's, that's fire. Let me flip it too. You know what I mean? That right. has happened, but I don't feel like anything has happened where someone just straight up took one of my creative ideas and just flipped it and, you know, and sold it and, and became, you know, a big record. I, I, and I'm grateful to say that. Right. Yeah, that is definitely, because I've heard some stories about things. And I'm like, oh, man, that's just, it's, especially being an artist, it's like when your work is jacked like that and then taken. Yeah, and not, like, a you know, <laughs> not a good painful, feeling. Not a good feeling. Painful, Right painful um so Amadeus let's talk a little bit like just um about this year kind of like I know COVID has obviously impacted you with the residency and then the touring and things like that what are ways or have you guys figured out like a pivot kind of strategy on how to uh move forward in case that we are you know in lockdown for the next whatever right, year right. or whatever it could um be. it's it's definitely a challenging time man and I, I couldn't sit here and act like it hasn't been um and for me honestly the my first priority is making sure um that I'm okay you know what I'm saying and that my family's okay right. I've never really struggled uh mentally you know throughout my life and I'm grateful to be able to say that I've had many challenges you know, just to be clear, I've overcome many obstacles, many challenges, but I've never been attacked mentally. And I feel like that's kind of what mm-hmm. this pandemic did, you know, during these eight months of not being able to do and go out and do what I love musically. You know what I mean? Um, it's like thinking mm-hmm. about it as a kid, right? You, 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 you go into your kid's room, take, all, take out all of his or her toys and say, stay in the room all day, every day you know, how mm-hmm. would that child feel? And that's kind of the comparison that I right. would make in regards to how I feel as an adult. Where it's like, yo, you took away, this pandemic took away everything I've loved. And was like, nah, you can't do this, you mm-hmm. can't do that, you can't go here, you can't go there, you can't make this check, check, sit home and just sit home until hopefully whenever this passes by. That's kind of been what right. we've been up against. So, um, you know, Dre's is definitely, the, the Las Vegas club scene has been shut down. I think it's that way, for a lot of different places, you do have places in the world where it's open, but mm-hmm. I definitely want no part of that. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm I saying? Know, right? So, of course, the touring aspect is shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, producing is still, you know, kind of here. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, it didn't help that while being in the pandemic, we were kind of hit with what we've been dealing with all our lives, which is the, you know, the the racial profiling and, and the injustice yep. by the police and kings and queens using losing their lives innocently you know, due to you know, mm-hmm. police officers. Um, so that didn't help either. So it's just all of these different dynamics that just take a toll on you mentally. And I just yeah. definitely was not in the creative space whatsoever during the pandemic. And what I decided right. to do was just to kind of take to IG um, and host IG lives and interviews and, and more so just paying homage to people that I love and admire. Um, and that kind of paved the way for me in my career as a musician and as a producer. So like I had grateful to say I had like Kelly Price on and Redman and Eric Sermon and Bill. Sway and uh, Slimmer 112 and you know Darius McCrary who played Eddie Winslow and Family Matters. Like I grew to I grew up watching that show. Like right. you know uh Michael <laughs> Jamal Warner who played Theo in a Cosby show. So just kind of you know taking a moment, you know, um came from total mm-hmm. like I went crazy. Carl Thomas Everybody who I consider and hero to me, you know what I'm saying? I got, mm-hmm. I did my best to get online and just to give them their roses while they had to smell it and just, you know, Dougie Fresh, wow. like so Big Daddy came, like <laughs> it was just epic, you know, and it was, nothing Dope. about it was, was, what's the word? Uh, like I didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't making any money off of it. I wasn't, you no, know, it wasn't nothing financially, nothing financial about it. It was just a moment that I wanted to have. And to right. share with whoever, you know, follows me. And I'm glad I was able to do that. You know what I mean? And I'm slowly getting into the, to the swing of things musically. Um, T.I. album dropped Friday, last Friday. The Libra uh, produced a record on there um, called All My Hood with my, with my nice. brother DeMiro, Benjamin, and, and Luke Goss. So it features 42 Doug, Young King doing his thing in the game right now, and Mozzie, who, who was doing their thing. So that, that was a dope moment for me and a team. 
Um, Cause it's been kind of quiet, you know, this year on a production side for me, um, kind of slow mm-hmm. all around, all around, I think for everyone, um, you know, so yeah. that was a dope moment for me to just have a record out. That's, that's pretty dope. Um, you know, um, so shout out to T.I., shout out to uh, DJ, you know, D- yeah, DJ huge. MLK for making it happen. So I'm grateful for that, that placement right there. Yeah, that is dope. And can we see those lives on your Instagram? Yeah, show? yeah. That, so so, so some of them, some of okay. them. So a lot of the, so the, the, the interviews that I were doing, like in March and April, some of those are not up yet. Um, because when you, when, when you were doing the IG lives back then, it and let you save it to it and save, let you put it yeah. up. So a lot of the, whatever the ones that were the most recent are there. So I do have to go back up. Like I do have to go back and actually put up like Kelly Price and put up the Red Man joint, you know. So so, but there are some so, that are up right yeah. now that you can see. I have a dope clip of like uh, a clip of me and Neo. I had Neo on. I had a dope clip of me and Rodney Jerkins on. So some of the clips are up, so you can't see those. But I do have to go back and dig and put some of those interviews up. I love it. I'm definitely going to be checking those out for sure. Um, what is your, the, your uh, IG is at? Yeah, PBM. Is, yeah, PBM standing right. for Platinum Boy Music. So A-M-A-D-E-U-S-P-B-M. Awesome. Um, we'll do all the contact stuff after we okay. do our top five. I'm so excited to do this with you because I'm always, first of all, interested in uh, what a producer writes about music and um, we're going to do your top five records since you have so many <laughs> to choose from. So we're going to do the top five Amadeus records and then he's going to ch- um, give us the top five records that he loves, that he wishes he produces. There's everybody out there, every producer out there, every rapper out there has those songs that they wish they right. they did. Um, and so this is going to be really interesting uh, to hear, you know, what right. what records kind of right. stand out to you. Um, so, so if you want to kick okay. that off, Amadeus, why don't you start with your top five and uh, introduce okay. uh, um, each one? I got to start out with what put me on the map. Um, and introduce me to the world okay. as a musician, as a producer. Um, so I must, I must start with that. So shout out again uh, to Fox Brown. Uh, the name of the record is called um, Cradle to the Grave, My Life. Again, it was the actual title song to both the movie and soundtrack for the Cradle to the Grave movie, which featured uh, Jet Li, Gabrielle Union, DMX, Anthony Anderson, so many more amazing actors. And So this is... Amadeus, uh, produced by Amadeus, Foxy Brown, Cradle to the Grave, My Life. From the cradle till now, still Fox, just a little more mature. Seen it with my bare eyes, did it all before. Been through hell on earth, playing out my role I was given since birth. Recepting it well, go hard at them critics, they expect me to fail. Work hard for my fans, they expect me to sell. Tell me um, why that that Foxy Brown, besides being your first record, was there like a story behind it or some sort of like, how was it working yeah, it was, together? Yeah, it was stuff. I think so. I, I, um, I, uh, my cousin was working for Anton Marchand and Anton Marchand is Foxy's older brother. He had I think he was like the vice president of A&R and Interscope Records. It was like my first label meeting. So I went up there, made my beats for him and it was funny because I was a straight, I was a straight hip hop producer. When I first started producing, it was just hip hop, boom bap, you know, straight hard joints, no R and B, no pop, nothing soft, just grimy, right? And I went up there, mm-hmm. played them beats, and he's like, "Yo, these are fire," but it just doesn't fit what I'm working on. Like what I'm working on is like R and B, pop, you know. He's like, "But I feel like what you're working on will be dope for my sister." You know what I mean? I'm like, well, who's your sister? And he's like, Foxy. I'm just saying to his sister, bro. He's like, yo, this is my sister, man. <laughs> so he's like, listen, she's going to be in Chunking Studios at 7 o'clock tonight. Mm. Pull up. Play her the same thing you played me. He's like, I know she's going to love it. And we'll go from there. And I did just that, man. So that was really dope. It was amazing meeting her. Definitely a, a mm. huge fan of Foxy's. Um, so just grateful. Yes. I didn't have no name. I didn't have no resume, no placement, no nothing. All I, all I had was my BCD and my dreams. You know what I'm saying? And walked in that I studio and got a call the next day. And that record right there that I mentioned 
and that we played is the record that put me on the map as a producer. Dope. And how was it? Like, did you actually get to work with her? Like, because I've heard some conflicting stories that she can be kind of challenging. And then some people are like, no, she's great to work with. Was it kind of like an uh, an instant connection or how did you? I mean, it was cool. I didn't get to stay in the studio with her. Um, it was more so of like, yo, right. play the music. And she was like, you know, all right, cool. I got the CD. I love a few of these. I'll let you know, you know, if anything develops. So it was kind of that vibe. And I left, right. you know, and then she stayed that night uh, without even me knowing it and was working on the records. And then I got a phone call the next day. So I didn't have the experience no. of being in the studio with her as the record was created. But, you know, again, I was brand new, brand new producer, you know, right. um, that she was given the opportunity to, you know, so it's like, I don't even know you to be having you, you know, in my session yet. You, I'm sure you got to earn that, you know, so I didn't right. feel no way about it. Again, I was happy, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, right. Out to my, be my, my BC yeah. was there, you know, so I left, but the beats were there. That's so. dope. All good. Yeah. All right. And she mm-hmm. created some magic and then there you go. You guys had a, yes, had yes. a hit together. So dope. I love that. Okay. Oh, let's get into your second one. Difficult to difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sheesh, I'm gonna go on a limb with this right here. Um, Mike Jones okay. featuring Trey Songs, I know. Um, produced this record, amazing mm. record. I have an amazing story by it about it, but I want you to check this record out. Uh, my second record, Mike Jones featuring Trey Songs, I know. Produced by Bombadis. Here we go. I know that. I know. I know. Songs, baby. I know. And that boy Mike Jones. So um, I had the pleasure of producing uh, a record called Grandma on Mike Jones' first album, who was Mike Jones. It actually went on to sell 2.5 million albums. And this is kind of at the beginning of my career as well. Um, and me and Mike, you know, worked very well together. Uh, he's working on the next project. And we had a record that he wanted to put an R- R&B artist on. And we went through different R&B artists. We named Trey. We named Marcus Houston. We named Tyrese, Omarion, like all of these different Bobby Valentino, you know, Valentino, like, um, and we decided yep. upon Trey. We felt like it was a dope record for Trey. Mike Jones and Trey were label mates at that time. So that worked out from a business sense, you know, in, in regards to getting, getting clearance. Um, and got Trey to agree to do the record. Mike flew me, myself down, and Trey to Houston to cut the record. Right? And here's where it gets good. In the studio, there's a drum set in the corner. And he's like, and I'm like, yo, I'll play drums. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, you don't play no drums. I'm like, yo, I'll play drums. Like, that's how I started as a producer. That's that's how I became Amadeus. So we laughed, yeah. right? Finished the record. I said to Trey, yo, this is Trey. First album out. Braids, like, you know, Trey, Trey. <laughs> Trigger Trey. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the music you make, bro, you're going to yeah, need yeah. a band, man. And when you do, you know, call me and I'll put it together. Fast forward. A year later went by. Got a phone call from his manager, Delonte Murphy at the time. Like, you ready to put the band together for Trey? And I was like, nope. He's like, well, Trey wants you to put his band together, man. So let's 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 figure it out. We got a show in like two weeks and we <laughs> want to do a live band. And he said to call you, you know. So that, you know, one, I love the record that we created. But again, it was us creating that record that actually allowed me to work with Trey from a production side, but then turned into me becoming his music director, touring drummer uh, for the last 13 mm. years. So I definitely had to, you know, include that record, include that moment and share that story, you know, with everybody tuned in. I love it. I love it. It's so dope. Awesome. All right. We're on a good, yeah. I feel like we have a good momentum here. We're on number three. We got all these kind of hits coming um, up. So, okay, number three. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Difficult. Um, I'm going to go with the ESPN first take theme song. Um, Yeah, this okay. is a big deal. Again, sports fan, New York sports fan. NFL lover, NBA lover, MLB lover. Um, so to be able to, to have the, the, the score and the soundtrack, it's all of the amazing athletes and sports, 
you know, both male and female, I think was an epic moment, man. So this is the ESPN first take theme song uh, featuring Wale and Stolly, uh, produced by Amadeus. Uh, check this out right now. They ain't talking to us, huh? This nigga's easy like a layup. Meeting at the top and ain't no people in the way, yeah. Me and my squad, this is visual art. I just pin a few bars, need a frame for Amadeus. Yeah, lay, this is easy like a layup. Been over time with the grind, yeah, I got my weight up. Busting through these lines like T-Suck, time to pay up. Raven flow sky high, yeah, I'm talking way Hold up. Hold up, say what? Say what? What's wrong with all these haters? They lying, they lying. And I'm a gun, I'm saying. Yeah, that is so huge to be on ESPN, especially right. being a fan like like you yeah, are. Man. That's like a dream. So, so how did that story. come Amazing together? story real quick. Listen, so I got a phone call. I was already working with ESPN already. Like I was scoring a lot of the music for them, Sports Center, the highlight reels, all of that. You see LeBron Duncan on whomever and the music that's underneath, you know, I create a lot of that music. So the music director from ESPN, shout out to Kevin Wilson hit me one day and say, yo, I have a college course that I'm teaching. I want to bring you by to have you on as a panelist, right? Um, and it's in Connecticut. Now, I was about to turn this down, right? I was about to turn this down. I felt like, you know, there wasn't any budget, you know, because colleges pay big money for speakers. You know what I'm saying? So there wasn't any budget. The right. ride was about two and a half hours each way. I'm like, man, I'm not doing this, right? Wow. Hang up the phone with him, hung up. And thought to myself, what are you doing, dude? Like, that was the most disrespectful thing you could ever do. How dare you? This man has put so much money in your pocket. He's offered you so many different opportunities to have your music displayed on ESPN. How dare you not show up for him? You know what I mean? And I called him back. I said, listen, man, yeah. I'll be there. Right? Showed up. Did the panel. Panel is amazing. He's like, listen. Let's go grab something to eat. Nothing fancy. There's a Subway's across the street. You know, Subway's on me. I'm like, I bet. I love Subway's. We're in Subway's. We're sitting down. He's like, man, I'm trying to find Talib Kweli. And I'm like, why? He's like, yeah, we're trying to redo this theme song for first take. And I want to put, like, Kweli and Most Def, but I don't have a, a, a contact for, Mo for Kweli and Most Def. I'm like, well, Kweli's the homie. You know what I'm saying? My son's mom has been touring with him for, like, yeah. 10 years. Um, and I had already produced a record, you know, with him. Wow. I'm like, I got you. So I'm like, I'll put you in, in contact with Kweli. Then I was like, but um, who's doing the beat? <laughs> so he was like, yeah, we haven't really established that. I right. said, here's the deal. I'll put you with Kweli. I'll do the beat. And we'll, and we'll have a hit on our hands. So he actually agrees to it, right? So moving along quickly. As you notice, Kweli and most stuff Dope. is not on the track. Um, so we had some creative differences. Um, you know, on, on the selection of the track. And it was kind of like a lot of back and forth going on. So ESPN decided to move on from them. Um, and Wale being a big fan uh, and family member of the show, they called on Wale. Uh, uh, Stolly was new to uh, MMG at the time. So it was a moment where he's like, well, let me pull in Stolly and, and I have a dope moment for him at the same time and allow both of us to be on here together. And that's how that record came about. And we, now we have to, you know, the ESPN first take theme song. We so um, we actually recorded that together. We uh, ESPN booked the studio in the city. I think it was Right Track. Yep. Uh, Wale was there. Brought Wale, brought Stali, brought me in. Recorded the whole process. Filmed the whole process. Um, and it was absolutely amazing. And yeah, and, and here it is. You know what I mean? So definitely had to include that one. That's, that is so, so dope. I love it. Um, just because your catalog includes like TV, it includes, you know, not just music, but just all kinds of different kind of media platforms as well. So I love it. All right. We have four and five coming up. So let's go to four because I know you, you have so you're very busy today. You've got some family things going on. So I want to make sure we. Uh, we yes, 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 yes. My son's rocking out today, but thank you. <laughs> Um, okay. Four and five. Okay, yes. I'm gonna go with uh, Dave East featuring Chris Brown. Uh, perfect. Um, I remember the conversation. You know, just setting it up a little bit. The conversation started at Summer Jam. We were backstage. Trey had just got off stage from performing. You know, we brought Dave East out. Um, Chris Brown was kind of like in the mix somewhere because he was performing on the stage that night too. 
and everybody's, you know, starting that studio talking. We got to get in the studio. We got to work. We got to create this, this, and this, and that. And one thing about me and Chris is that I always kept them locked and loaded in regards to tracks. You know what I mean? So I never had to be there in regards okay. to me having to be there. My music was always there because whenever he was in the studio, he would always pull up a right. dash uh, folder, which I'm super, super duper grateful for. Um, shout out to TZO, his engineer. Um, but yeah, man, so that's how that came about. And I remember, you know, later on that week, because Summer Jam was on a Sunday, later on that week, I got a, I got a call like, yo, Dave and Chris got a smash. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I didn't even hear it yet, but it was like, Dave and Chris got a super smash. You got to check it out. I'm excited. So yeah, I'm excited about this, man. And um, shout out to The Breed, produced that one with The Breed. So this is uh, Davies featuring Chris Brown, uh, Perfect, produced by Amadeus and The Breed, Platinum Boy Music. Ladies, this is for you. Enjoy. Why we ain't friends no more? Why you won't listen no more? Damn, I let a good girl go away, away, away. I've been all around the world and I've been looking for you, searching. You deserve it because you're perfect. perfect. Baby, baby, yeah, you're perfect. Gotta compliment your tits. Yeah, yeah. All that ass up, how you twerk it. Can you do that on the big I love that song. When I tell you I played perfect over and over. I'm one of those people when I get have a song, I can listen to it wow. every day, all day for like a week. I I'll love just go, it. Go I, we need people like you. Over and over <laughs> and over. Um, yes, that is my, that is, that was really like, I, first, I love the, the chorus. Like I, the chorus is so <laughs> just on point because I think we've right. all been in that situation where you you were with somebody and you don't talk mm-hmm. to them anymore mm-hmm. and like what happened kind of thing was do you know was the chorus kind of like built out I first think, and then Davies um, kind of like how did yeah, that yeah I think the chorus is built out first I think I think Chris had if I'm not mistaken had the chorus already moving or, or kind of going or it could have been, I forgot, they, they told me how it went down. I don't want to say it wrong. It could have been Chris had it going, going on yeah. already. It could have been Dave and him were in the room and then it started with the hook. And then, you know, and then Dave created the verses. Right. So it's probably in between the two. Um, but I know that they worked hand in hand in regards to, you know, the record. And Dave is a really dope artist, a, a real spitter, a true MC, a, a hip hop, like for real, for real. Right. Um, but he needed something like this, you know. Um, the ladies love him. You know what I'm saying? The ladies love him, period. A Even though record. the record's yeah. more for the mm-hmm. fellas. So he needed a record that was specifically for right. the ladies. And, um, you know, glad we was able to do that and bring that other side out, you know, of him for the ladies. And Chris was able to do that. Um, and I'm super excited about oh. that record because it's actually gold. The single is actually gold. So thank you, you know, for for playing it. And thank you for every person <laughs> for supporting that yes. record, man. Because, you know, I got a, I got a plaque that's that hangs on the wall, you know, because of you and your support. So thank you for that. Love it. Love it. Okay. So your last top five of Amadeus produced I'm going to go with is... uh, Young and Mate, um, Petty Wop, um, produced by myself and my brother's Velocity okay. Music. Um, big, 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 big record, big single. Um, uh, another one for the ladies. Um, the last time I checked, hold on, let me try to write, check right now on YouTube in regards to the views for the video was something like phenomenal. So like, and you know, it's just a great feeling to have that type of support. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it grew. So the Petty Wap video has 123 million views um, on that. Um, The single actually also went gold as well. So thanks to everybody that supported that played this record that twerked, you know, <laughs> to this record that had fun with this record. Thank y'all right. so much for supporting. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'll definitely say that that's number five. Um, and this is a uh, young May once again, young Petty Wap produced by Platinum Boy Music. I'm a dance, Velocity Music, man. Enjoy. Turn up, twerk something. <laughs> Cash trippin', pull up, beat the block like an ass whippin'. Stash box, keep the stash in it, racks in it. Bought that bitch a fashion overdress just to see her ass in it. Twerk for my Instagram, 
She just got a hundred missed calls, it's her man, damn Oh, that's your nigga now, huh? You said you wasn't with him, now you with him now, huh? Super dope. Another banger, of course. Um, is there anything special? Because you have worked yes, with yes, yes. Uh, Young M.A. a lot. Um, any special think, story behind yeah, this record? Yeah, I'll share this. Um, you know, I anything? had the privilege of meeting her yeah. years ago at Webster Hall. Um, this is before the Ooh record. Um, and shout out to my brother, Vaughn Mack, who introduced us. Um, yeah, she, it was, it was, she was in the dressing room. She was backstage. And he was like, yo, this is Young M.A. She's from Brooklyn. Real dope MC, real dope artist. Like, you know, you'll, you'll love it. Y'all need to vibe. So we, but we didn't connect to years later, believe it or not. Um, yeah. And I remember DMing okay. her oh. like, yo, um, you know, I don't know if you remember me, but we met at Webster Hall and she was like, yo, I remember you. I remember it like it was yesterday. Like she, she has great memory and she's like, yo, let's get it in. This is after the U record. So she's like, yo, let's get it in. Send me some heat. You know, I'm letting you know I'm independent. You know, I'm out of pocket. She was straight up. I'm out of pocket. I'm independent. You know, so don't try to kill me. I know you didn't produce for everybody, but let me get some of them heaters. And um, and that's how right. it started, man. Sent her her folder. And in that folder, you know, because we produced, um, I think, eight songs on her on her debut album, Her Story in the Making. We produced eight songs. So shout out to my brother's trilogy, um, DeMiro, um, Velocity Music, Buddha and Grands. Um, hope I'm not missing anybody. But, yeah, those are the kings that I work with alongside on, on that album. Um, but, yeah, man, so yeah. shout out to Young and May for being a real one. You know, for giving me an opportunity, for creating an opportunity for me, um, and yeah, and 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 just 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 a, a, an amazing person to work with from a creative side, but also the business side. Like she, the business is on point. You know what I mean? Like so, shout out to her team, Drew High uh, yeah. and Noah. I like that. That's so dope. Thank you for you're the first producer wow. to share their top five. So this is. Exciting. I'm so excited that we were able to go through that. Um, I wanted to do the top five beats. I mean, like, produced no, records, the yeah, best produced records of your let's choice. Do, I'd time. say let's do, do it. You, do you think we have time? Um, I'll probably I'll probably give a little okay. quick rundown. You, not, to... you know, of why. Um, but yeah, now, now, okay. now, let's do it, man. Let's finish off strong. Okay, I'm not going to inter- okay. interject. You just introduce okay. and then... Okay. Tell um, us why. No order. No Sorry, order, because I haven't had the time to order it out. But so no order. But these are definitely, you know, um, some of my favorite produced records that I wish I would have heard it like they heard it or, or produce these records. Um, so I'm going to start out with uh, number one, um, All About the Benjamins, man. All About the Benjamins. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh. Uh-huh, yeah. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Uh. Now, what y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers? Who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers? On the low from the... Puff Daddy and the Family. You can play that record right now. <laughs> And it's and it's just gonna shake the whole entire room. Everything just everything about it from the drums to the um D dot Derek D dot who produced that um produced that man my big brother OG legend in the game um so that one just oh man I just love that record um so that one um I'll say because I'm a big Rodney Jerkins fan um. So I'll say uh, Brandy, uh, Angel, Angel in Disguise. As a musician, as a producer, right, we hear so much in our heads, uh, melody-wise, ideas, and I felt like that was a time in music where Rodney was just able to be himself as a creator and as a musician and just implement everything he heard because there's a lot going on. It's a, to me, it's a busy track, right? But but done in a 
way where it's like it's not too busy it's not overwhelming it's just flows just right and then when you put one of the most illest voices and vocalists on the planet on that like brandy oh man it's just ah yeah yeah so i'll I'll go angel Mm -hmm. in disguise number two um number three um i'll probably go with because i'm a big swiss beats fan i'm gonna probably go with um jay-z featuring dmx money cash hoes Turn the lights even lower. Uh, Hova, uh, Memphis Bleak, Beanie Sick. Uh, Jigger, yeah. my nigga, yeah. with my niggas, pop with my niggas. Drive by your whips, rock, rock with my niggas. Break day on the hottest block with my niggas. Just cause I love my niggas. Uh-huh. Chill with the crew. Um, I remember first hearing mm. that and I was like, what? hell is this but like from a good point like oh it's trash like what did he do i was like what yo i never forget how i felt when i first heard that so i gotta go with that one shout out to swiss on that one um i want to go with number four um, I'll probably go West, I'll probably go West Coast, man, because I think Dr. Dre is also one of my, my all-time favorite producers ever. Um, so I'll probably go like the next episode. You know what I'm saying? It'll be a toss-up between the next episode and still Dre. The motherfucking D.R.E. Dr. Dre, motherfucker. You know I'm mobbing with the D.O.Double-G. Straight off the fucking streets of C.B.T. King of the beach, you ride to him in your... Um, and just the drums, just the, right. just the, 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 the simpleness of it, right? But so much knock to it. Mm-hmm. So much authenticity to it. So much sauce. You know what I'm saying? On that joint, man. So I right, gotta, I gotta right. had to go West totally. Coast. Um, and for number five, and this is really hard to do. This is very hard to narrow down because there's so many great records yeah. that that's out that I wish I produced. I'll end on this. Um, Jay Z's Hovey Baby. First of all, I want to thank my connect, the most important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag. For holding all this cash, okay. boys in blue who agreed before the badge. Okay. The first pusher who ever made the stash. Okay. The rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Hey. Thanks to the lanes. Um, produced by Just Blaze. Okay. Yo, oh my god, <laughs> yo. Yo, that <laughs> track, you know, and, and, and I love the fact that, you know, you guys are hear these, you know, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Man, when I first heard that, I wanted to throw everything right. out the car, like break all the windows. I'm like, <laughs> how, bro? Like, how did you hear that? And what's fire about it is that he sampled it from TLC. It was TLC, right? And it was TLC's intro to their live show on tour. Yeah. that's crazy yes. so you really you would have, have to either see this show, show to know it you would have to you would have had to like buy the because i think they released it as an album like released buy it as a project or buy it and be like yo i'm gonna do something to this like but for you to have that thought process creative right man it's just like yo i'm gonna take this chop this up and then make this a easy and i just think it's one of the most incredible tracks like ever made by Just Blaze, man. So I'm gonna have to go with Hovey Baby Jay Z, produced by you know Just Blaze as number five. And again, this is this is very difficult to do. So I'm basing this on the tracks, right? As a producer and how these tracks made right. me feel. You know, when I first heard them, I'm like, damn, I wish right. I made that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I love it because now, mm-hmm. like, I want to go listen to all these records and mm-hmm. just 
refamiliar. Okay, you know. Um, so I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I always Yo, thought Angel mm. in Disguise was so mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. mixed too, because when you listen to it in your headphones, you hear everything is so clear and beautiful. It's just, I'm I'm so happy you picked that record. Um, I love your top fives in both uh, categories. Um, Amadeus, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we've no ran words. over no, this um, is dope, man. more than I said it would be, but it was a great conversation. Can you just let everybody know out there um, where to hit right, you absolutely. up, where they can but, find But first you, off, thank you again stuff. for having me. Uh, it was amazing to, actual, uh-huh. to absolutely reconnect uh, with you awesome. over the years. Um, grateful to still be here doing what we Likewise. love, you doing what you love. Uh, so congrats to you in advance yes. on what you're doing. Um, and in regards to reaching out to me, yeah, I'm on Thank Instagram. You. I'm a Deus PBM on IG. Once again, that's M-A-D-E-U-S-P-B-M on IG. On Twitter, it's producer Amadeus. Um, and I'm pretty much on IG. That's that's what I'm on the most. I do very, very, very well with uh DMs. Okay. Um, so if you're trying to work, yeah, man. I just, you know, I just felt yeah, I feel like you know, a lot of opportunities come <laughs> I like you know, it. via DMs and people would just be, you know, too big on themselves or too Hollywood to check in. You never know what you're missing out on, man. So I don't, I don't miss out on any opportunity. Right. I check it. If it's nonsense, I, I trash it. If it's worth my time, you know, I'll look into it and, and we'll go from there. So if you're trying to work, if you're trying to reach out, you're just trying to show love, you know, follow the kid. I do follow back. If you're on some positivity, if you actually got something on your page worth following, I'm done with that. Um, and it's all love over here. Awesome. Thank you again so much. You always have such a positive vibe and energy. So I, I understand why you're you're still in the game because you have that that great attitude. Um, and everybody, thank you guys for tuning in and checking us out. Um, we will be back next week. Um, and make sure that you follow me, ask any questions on It's Maya. Peace the and beat. blessings. Have a great rest of your week.